At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, fellow DJs, do you want to own a piece of a premium sportsbook and casino? Well, now's your chance because Moonbet gives you... An opportunity to do just that by holding their MBET crypto tokens. The best part, they're now holding a MoonBet lottery where you can win $1,500 worth of tokens. Head over to MoonBet.org and purchase tokens for your automatic entry. If you use the link in the description, they'll know that you're a true DGEN. Eclipse the competition and make some money, fools. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Friday after the Daily Show, which can only mean we're talking UFC, but it's been a while. What's going on, James? I'm doing very well, thank you. How about yourself, mate? Uh, not too bad. So, James, you're going to have to tell us why we haven't been doing a UFC show lately. <clears throat> it's just been a combination of everything, really. I mean, I've been a bit, I think last weekend I was a bit under the weather. Um, as you can hear from my voice now, I'm still a bit under the weather. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I finally managed to get a job within journalism. So yeah, that, that you know that's the personal news, and I believe I start end of next month or early October. So I'm looking forward to it. Man, looking forward to it. Looking forward to reading what you say, and then I can use <laughs> I can talk about it on the show and 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 you know talk some shit. Yeah, yeah, just absolutely roast it. Like, you, know, <laughs> yeah. you you can have no idea what's happening in that local area, but as long as it's me writing it, you're you know feel free to abuse it absolutely man absolutely you're, <laughs> you're part of the you're, you're part of the journalism now so you're you're fair game yeah no i know you know i've signed up for the journalism industry i know what i'm going to get myself into <laughs> <laughs> just sheer abuse on a daily basis so we are already get that now <laughs> yeah we're talking ufc and we're going to talk about the main fights you know saturday but first yeah i think we're gonna have a live look in to an amateur yeah, the main fights right now yeah, there's an amateur fight going on that many of you may not be aware of, but uh, our man Mason, he's stepping into the octagon right now. Well, actually, he's already on the canvas right now. It's been 10 yeah, seconds yeah, into yeah. the we fight. Yeah, put it on our screens. Yeah, 10 seconds into the fight. I- I- I've never seen a UFC fighter sc- or MMA fighter scream like this in pain. So. Yeah, I know. I thought Conor McGregor's you know, leg snap when he screamed. I thought that was loud. But no, I mean, he's fighting over in Manchester, Mason, and I'm all the way down south, and even I could hear Mason scream right now. <laughs> I've never seen a human body like, twist like that and bend. It's just, it's incredible. No, and I mean, you know, for the last couple of months or so, you know, he, you can see he was posting on social media that he was ready for the fight. He was ready for a big debut. And I mean, you got 10 seconds. <laughs> what's, his, what's his next excuse going to be? <laughs> well, he got the experience. That's it. Now he's going to be in traction yes. for a few months. Yeah, yeah, he's probably going to suffer from a lot of pain in the next couple of months. He's probably going to get like a medical suspension where, you know, he can't get into the gym 
or you know throw a, a hook or hit the bags or hit the pads for the next year or so because it's taken its toll that badly yeah yeah i mean I, the human but, spine no, i mean I, yeah i'd pay to him yeah. i wouldn't do it <laughs> does nhs cover all that you know you getting pummeled like this they can only cover so much <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, we'll keep an eye on that. See if Mason has a make, has a comeback at all. But uh, yeah, Absolutely. let's talk about some Love UFC them. this weekend, boy. Yeah, obviously, you know we we've actually got some proper fighting this weekend. Uh, an interesting featherweight bout between Edson Barboza and Giga Chikadze. Now, <clears throat> I'm thoroughly looking forward to this one. You know, I mean, last weekend it was it was a bit of an odd one between Jai Cannonier and Calvin Gasson. It's just weird view. And we got, you know, a couple of good individual performances in the main event. It was what I expected, to be honest. I thought Cannonier would sort of come out and get the job done. I thought he was going to get the knockout. Uh, even though Calvin Gasson lost, you know, he showed glimpses. But, you know, forget about that. That was last weekend. This weekend, we've got two featherweights who, you know, match up very similarly. Adson Barboza, he's coming off of that win over Shane Burgos, which was probably one of his best performances, certainly in a while, because before the win over Burgos and uh, Amakani, he was on three losses in a row to Danny Gay, Paul Felder, and Justin Gaethje. So to be on a two-fight win streak, he's only going to, he's got the sheer momentum on his uh, behind him right now. And that's for Giga Chikadze. I mean, what a sensational talent he is. Every time he sets foot inside the octagon, he just puts on this sheer, you know, spectacle and this sheer striking clinic. He last fought, I believe, four months ago, three or four months ago, Kate Swanson knocked him out in the first round. So this has got all the ingredients of a real, you know, mouthwater main event. And Shane Burgos, uh, sorry, Edson Barboza has split his last 10 fights. And as I said, he's coming off of that win over Burgos. And he's just, he's a sheer striker at heart. You know, he lands four significant strikes per minute. He's got a great takedown defense. But personally, you know, we can completely forget about that this weekend. Both men are just going to sort of swing for the bleachers. Barboza is known for his leg work and, in my opinion, is one of the best in the business in terms of his leg kicks. He's got a deep kickboxing background and has a bat belt in uh, taekwondo. If you allow Barboza to stand up and fight from the outside, I personally believe he's just going to pick any opponent apart and just chop them away until they can't move. He's got a black belt in Muay Thai and a black belt in BJJ as well. So he's a true mixed martial artist and despite being 35 years of age, I mean, uh, this is probably the best he's ever been since he dropped back down to, well, dropped down to featherweight. You know, he didn't have much luck at lightweight, but now if he can get a win over Giga Chikadze, that's only going to do wonders for his career. And speaking of Chikadze, he's now 6-1 and one under the UFC banner. He's not uh, lost a fight since his Dana White Contender Series. And like I said, he's very similar to Barboza. He's long, he's a rangy fighter with a black belt and karate and has a deep kickboxing background like Barboza. He tends to use his distance well and uses his legs mostly standing up and can mix in a punch here or there. But he's most deadly with his legs like Barboza and he doesn't take a lot of damage because he's very quick with his footwork. And again, like Barboza, he's got a decent takedown, but expects most of the fights to take place standing up. And with that being said, as I alluded to earlier, they've got two very similar styles. It's just, oh, it's tough to call. You know, there's going to be a lot of leg kicks, believe me, thrown in this weekend. 
I'm probably going to back Edson Barboza via decision. I think many people are sleeping on Edson this weekend, but I think he's obviously the more experienced fighter. I don't know. Giga Chikadze has just got the sheer momentum right now. He's on an absolute roll. I love watching Giga every time he fights, but this is his biggest test. Well, this will be his biggest and most toughest test of his career. Can he sort of surpass and get the job done over Edson Barboza? I'm not too sure. So I'm going to go for Barboza for decision. All right. Well, I'm sleeping on him. That's for sure. Because I like, <laughs> there's a surprise. Yeah. I like Giga, Giga in this one, man. Um, it's, uh, some books still have it as a plus line, plus one or two Barbosa mm-hmm. minus 117, but I've seen other books already shift where it's negative both sides. Barbosa is the slight favorite at like minus 120, minus 105 in that range. So, but I know, I think there's a, I do think Giga's Giga, Giga. How do you say it? Giga. Giga. I want to say Giga. Giga. Uh, Giga. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna do it. I, I'm gonna go Giga TKO, man. Mm. I, you know, I, I look at this. It just seems to me this one screams early finish. I know you like decision. Really? This one looks. Yeah. There's gonna be a lot of going on here. No, no, I believe you in that. I mean, I think early on it's probably going to be a bit of a tactical chess match because, as yeah. I said, you know they're both similar in their approach and they just want to, you know, get one round or two under their belt just to sort of feel one another out and maybe we'll see a late finish. But I don't know. I'll be, I really will be surprised if the fight does end early. We just never know. Okay, that's fine. You don't have to agree with me. You don't have to. Yeah, be, that's your you, opinion. You don't have to be right. You don't have to be right. It's fine. <laughs> All right. We'll see. Come Sunday morning. Next up, what do you got? Next up, I've got the tough finale with the middleweights between Brian Battle versus Gilbert Urbina. And originally on paper, this wasn't the original finale match. I think the team for Nol- uh, Volkanovski's battle was originally slated to face uh, Treshan Gore, uh, the last man standing from Team Ortega. But Urbina, who failed to go in the semis, got the call up after the latter injured his knee. So, you know, here we are with Battle versus Urbina. Personally, I think Obinia's greatest strength lies on the ground where he scored all three professional finishes and basically ran over Gilmore in the quarterfinals. Getting battle, there's no mean you know, feat. However, he has managed to wear Petrovsky down. I, just, I think he'll do his best damage on the mat. And as I said, Obinia spent most of his fights on the mat. And it's, it's tough to call. I think with battle, he's got such a weird stance and... Despite Obinia being the taller of the two, I think if Obinia can blend in that stand-up and that wrestling, he has the potential to hold his own. But with that being said, when you look at Obinia over the past couple of years or so in his professional career, he spent most of his professional tenure at 170 at welterweight, whilst battles fought exclusively at or above 185 pounds during his pro and amateur runs. Obinia is a grand lad and came in around 176 in his last pro fight, so he's not used to dealing with men the size of battle. I think Volkanovski tabbed and tipped battle to go all the way and win it all. And I don't know, I can't say I disagree with Volkanovski on this one. I think he cruises his way to a sprawl and broad decision for me, and I think he will get that illustrious UFC contract. So I'm going to go for a battle via decision. Decision. Okay. We're back on the same page. I love this play. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're absolutely right. I think battle wins. He's minus 175 thereabouts. It's a little, little bit of a little bit of a cost, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's too expensive at all. Uh, minus 175, minus 163, even some places I, I would bet battle to win the fight, but I, I do think you're right. I do think this one probably goes decision. Mm. So yeah, I, I like this one at all. 
Right. Next up, what are we looking at? Next up, I believe I've got the next and the final or the first uh, finale at Bantamweight this time between Ricky Tukios and uh, Brady Gestan. Both these men have impressed mightily in the Ultimate Fighter House, turning in some absolute spectacle performances of, off of anyone on the show, really. Um, Tokyo's mad offences and relentless pace has just sort of proved too much for Team Ortega's best, while Young uh, Gun in uh, Brady stand has just sort of shown that admirable ability to power through adversity, despite you know barely old enough to to be able to drink. I think how old is he at the top of my head? I think he's <laughs> 22. <laughs> so you know he's a young fighter. He's five and one in his professional career. So even if he does lose this weekend there's still an opportunity to sort of burst through in, in the ranks. And, you know, he'll probably have to go into another uh, MA scene before he potentially gets another shot at the UFC. So I think this is going to be a good one on paper. Um, like the the middleweight fight, I think this one will go the distance because, again, at the end of the day, I know they're going to want to put on a real spectacle. However, they're going to be very cautious in their approach because they're so desperate for that you know, illustrious UFC contract that will ultimately change their lives. Even though these two men have shown and put on some cracking performances in the ultimate uh, fighter, you know, this is going to be their biggest test of their career. So they're just going to be a bit cautious in their approach. And I think with Zerkios's cardio, that's probably his fiercest weapon. However, he hasn't really developed the technique to utilize it to, the foot, to its fullest, if you know mm -hmm. what I mean. Whereas with Brady, you know, he's decent enough to handle himself on the feet. And personally, out of the wrestling stance, I think Brady is probably the more stronger wrestler of the two. If both men are fresh, I think he'll probably try and stay afloat in the striking Brady and sort of try and drag Tokyo to the mat at any time during the, the fight, wherever it goes. And I t the question is, can Brady stay fresh? You know, he can big and he can be to get past these tough fighters as we've seen throughout the series but ultimately I'm probably going to go for Ricky Turkios in this one just because he's got that more experience you know six years older than Brady and he's fought um, seven more times in his professional career so I believe he does have enough to get the job done however with that being said it really will be a good back and forth action I think because they're both so desperate to earn that contract so I'm going to go for Tokyo's bad decision decision yeah minus 152 Ricky is uh, Brady's what plus 132 thereabouts mm. so it's a it's a little chalky there but not too bad but I just don't like this fight uh I'm not gonna it's bet. An one. I'm not gonna bet this one. I'm leaning no. towards Brady just because he's there's a little bit of value on the plus one thirty two, and I think this. I think you're right. This one looks looks to be heading towards a decision. So I mean, yeah. God only knows. We talk about this every time we you know we speak. Is just like you don't know where the judges' heads are going to be at. <laughs> no, no, exactly. So I'll lean Brady here. I I, I really don't like this fight. I don't want to. I don't want to bet at all. You sure? Oh, I'm sure. I don't like this one. <laughs> I think I will bet the next one you got though. What are we looking at? Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJ's proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. 
Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now, take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DEGENS to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The next one, uh, are we on the same page with uh, Kevin Lee versus Daniel Rodriguez? Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. I just I honestly don't know with this one. It's, it's always hard to predict how Lee will turn up. He seems to have the same chance of being humbled and creating a highlight real finish. <laughs> you know, at welterweight, it's, it's a dumb one because the only time he's fought at welterweight was against Rafael de Sanos and, you know, we all saw, saw what happened there. Rodriguez steps up providing a, a different stylistic matchup. I personally believe he's the better striker and obviously being at welterweight traditionally, he will be the big and taller man and I think he's got a three-inch reach advantage. Rodriguez is no doubt an excellent striker and is incredibly durable. You know, despite that head kick from hell that Lee delivered a couple of years back against uh, Gregor Gillespie, I think I've got to back Rodriguez in the stand-up battle because, you know, he'll be able to take Kevin Lee's shots early on. And I think with that being said, you know, despite Kevin Lee or Rodriguez wanting the fight to stay standing. I think he's got to be a bit cautious of Kevin Lee's wrestling game because obviously, predominantly, Kevin Lee's bread and butter is his wrestling and ground game. So if Rodriguez can keep the fight standing, he can ultimately look for the knockout. And I genuinely believe that Daniel uh, Rodriguez will get the knockout. I just, I'm, I'm not a big fan of Kevin Lee, if I'm going to be honest with you. I think Rodriguez will threaten with the leg kicks and that you know, sturdy jab early on and ultimately potentially get a secure, a nice little first round and then get the finish in the second. I just think Lee does have the the technique and the strength to control Rodriguez on the map and put him on his back at any opportunity. It's just a case of whether or not he can get the fight to the floor because Rodriguez has all the momentum right now and Lee is coming off of a back from that ACL tear in both knees and you know they can be career threateners and you know regardless of what sport or what you know regardless of what sport or organization you compete under you know if, it, if that happens in football it could be a real life changer you might not be able to play again it's probably the same with MMA if you get in and torn ACL in, in, in one knee let alone both knees it's always going to be difficult to come back at the top of your game and still produce highlight reel finishes because you're always cautious of that ACL you know mm-hmm. damaging again so I don't know what to expect from Kevin Lee on this one so I'm probably going to bet Daniel Rodriguez by a second round knockout on this one TKO in the second alright mm. gotcha 
Man, this, you're right. This is an interesting fight. And I ended up taking, uh, I'm going to follow you on Daniel Rodriguez just because mm. I think there's the value there. Yeah. I, it looks to me like Kevin Lee's going to win the fight, but he's, uh, you know, sitting, he's sitting, what is it? Minus, yeah, like minus 144, minus 150. Maybe it's a little too high to trust Kevin Lee. <laughs> just, just a little bit. So I, I think the value is in Daniel Rodriguez, you know, plus 125. Some books only have it at plus 115. So I like it, man. Yeah, no, I want a piece of that, too. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to bet yeah. bet Rodriguez to win the fight just because it's catching a plus line. And I'll, I'll, you know, TKO in parentheses here with you. Mm. Yeah, perfect. All right. Well, so far, so good. Let's see if we can just... Dis- <laughs> yeah, let's change. We'll disagree somewhere coming up. Let's do it. The final fight I've got is between Lesio de Chirico versus Abdul Razak Al Hassan. And, you know, respect, you know, for both fighters, really, because I believe at the top of my head, uh, de Chirico was supposed to fight uh, Anas Tab versus uh, Anakab Krisev. I probably butchered that, you know, with Krisev withdrawing due to an injury. And Al Hassan was supposed to fight Antonio Braga Neto. Neto was forced to pull out due to an injury and I think Hassan's opponent then Neto hasn't fought in three years I believe in MMA so it's probably good that Al Hassan's getting a more recent fighter who's fought consistently in Alessio de Chukio. this is going to be a, a, an interesting fight to say at least I think Al Hassan deserves a lot of credit for taking this fight because de Chukio is much tougher opponent than Neto uh the Italian in Alessio de Tricchio has more strings to his bow and he's extremely well-rounded. You know, he's a top nominal striker and he's got that grappling prowess to sort of back up his striking ability as well. And Al Hassan, I'm sure, would have been working on his takedown defense during his training camp, but you know, it's, it's unlikely to be enough to avoid getting dragged down to the canvas by de Tricchio because he is just such a, a phenomenal grappler. I expect Al Hassan to sort of be calm and cautious in his approach, but sort of swing for the bleachers early on. And whenever the Chico is in range, and I suspect, you know, after the first round, Al Hassan will probably start to tie because we have seen his cardio issues come into full swing in any of his fights, really. Look at his the last couple of fights when he's lost. He'll swing for the bleachers early on and come round two and three. He just won't have that same energy as he did in round one. With that being said, Al Hassan does have the explosiveness and the power to knock Alessio out with one hit. But I just think Dutrico is just too smart and too experienced to get caught up in that. And eventually he'll wear Al Hassan down, use his grappling, and probably earn himself a comfortable decision win. So I'm going to go for Dutrico by decision. By decision. I agree with you, man. <laughs> I agree with you 100%. What's happening this week? I don't know, man. Uh... Yeah, Alessio is minus 240, so pretty serious favorite. And it looks like, you know, the money's just been grabbing it and running with it. Uh, it looks like everyone mm. likes Alessio an awful lot, and I, I'm not going to disagree. <laughs> I'm going to bet him to win the fight. At the minus 240, even the, you know, the primitive numbers I run, he still covers that pretty easily. This looks to be very mm. one-sided. Not the most one-sided fight of the night. There's two others. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we'll touch on that. Oh, yeah, we should talk about those. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree with you. Decision, Alessio. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll do it. Maybe I even throw a little money on the decision just to catch a, some value. But I, I like the decision mm. play an awful lot. Is that all you have? Is there anything else? That's, that's all I've got. So, right. you know, take it away. I'm sure there's fights you want to talk about. There is a couple of fights I want to talk about. Let me see here. I'm pulling up the most... Find it. There we go. Uh, I want to look at... 
Sam Sam Ivy versus Wellington Terman Thurman Terman whatever. There's no T, there's no H in there, so it's Terman, right? Yeah, I'm guessing so. Yeah, where's the H? It, it doesn't matter. He's Terman doesn't have an H, but he has a W. He's going to beat Sam I, Alvey pretty handily, I think. It's only minus one twenty five at Pinnacle, and I think it's yeah, it's roughly the same everywhere else. I like this play an awful lot. This it's deceptive. I I I have it much worse than minus one twenty five for Wellington here. So I'm going to bet Wellington lay the minus one twenty five. Got no problem with that. Uh, whew, method here. Mm, I don't know. Uh, I'll go f- decision. I don't know. It's probably going to be a finish, right? Yeah. You think- no, I mean, I, I think it'll be decision as well. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to stay off this fight because both men are in such sort of torrid form right now. You know, <laughs> Sam Melby has not won a fight in over three years. Yeah. And uh, Wellington Terman, again, he's, you know, he's 25 years of age and he's, he's fought a lot of times. I think he's fought over 20 professional times and under his belt and he's on a two fight losing streak last month to Bruno Silva was a TK grand and pound. So I, I honestly don't know how to call this. If I'm going to bet on this one, I'm probably going to bet Wellington Terman via decision. But as of right now, both men are just in poor form. However, I'm probably going to back the more youthful fighter in Wellington Terman, just sort of try and get the job done because at this rate, you know, if you get a Sam Alvey handed to you with no disrespect to Sam Alvey, you're sort of guaranteed a double nut one uh, this weekend. So yeah, I'm probably going to go for Terman by decision, but it's not going to be the best of fights. No, it's not not going to be. Are you you actually going to bet it? Are you just, uh, yeah, I'll back back Terman by decision. I'll bet it. Another one I think is, it's chalky. But I don't think it's mm. chalky enough. Is uh, let's see, Guido Cantani, Canti, Caniti, Canetti, Canetti, whatever. Versus <laughs> Mana Martinez. We don't need to know Guido's name because it doesn't matter. Mana Martinez is going to win. It's minus two sixty seven, so it's chalky as shit. But man, I do think Mana comes in, dominates, absolutely dominates. So I have no fear about laying the minus two sixty seven. I need to see what the odds are for an early finish because I think this is a one-sided beatdown. What do you mm. think? No, no, I totally agree with you. I think this will be a one-sided. There's a reason why Mano Martinez is such a huge favorite, even though this is his UFC debut. Actually, with that being said, he's only fought once, or no, sorry, twice in the UFC. Oh no, he's fought a couple of times in the UFC, but he hasn't fought you know as often as we should. And I've just pulled it up here. He's been fighting in the UFC for over six years, but despite being 41 years of age. He's still only fought like 14 times of his, in his professional career, 13, 14 times. So that sort of speaks volumes, doesn't it? Mano Martinez should go out and get the job done. I think Gennetti can be grateful that he's not fighting the submission artist. You know, Mano Martinez will just go out there and just sort of swing for the bleachers and look for the early knockout finish. Whereas you look at Gennetti's last couple of losses, Submission loss to Marlon Vera, submission loss to Kyung Ho Khan. So we'd be a bit grateful for his point. A knockout artist in Mano Martinez. But with that being said, he's still probably going to get knocked out. So I'm going to go for Mano Martinez via a first round TKO. I just think he'll just explode through him I, and secure an, a sensational UFC debut. Hard, hard to argue with that. You're going to no. bet that one, I assume, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it looks, it just looks to be very one sided. But it's not the mm. most. One-sided fight of the night still. <laughs> um, that's all I have to bet. Let's just talk about yeah. two fights real quick and see if we actually can decide to do this or not. 
Yeah. Uh, first off, I want to look at Andre Petrosky versus Michael Gilmore. Petrosky's minus 520. I mean, it's you got to pay a lot here, but Petrosky's going to kill him, right? Just kill him. Yeah, I mean, this, this, this is a tough one for Gilmore. I really do feel for him. I think Petrosky's a very strong wrestler with great jiu-jitsu. And you look at Gilmore, he has such a poor takedown defense. And I can just see Petrosky ragdolling Gilmore around and before wrapping up submission anytime, really. You know, he can get the job done whenever, whatever time he wants, really. I think Gilmore's a more powerful striker. And if he pays him and makes it into the third round, you never know. You can capitalize on Petrovsky's gas tank or lack of, but I can't see that happening. I just think Petrovsky will land the early takedown and potentially get his early submission under his belt. So I'm going to back Petrovsky by a first round submission. You think? Uh, sub- you think submission might be the play here? <clears throat> yeah, submission, in my opinion, is definitely the play. Ooh, okay. Let's see. I Decision. Just trying to find or uh, submission. Yeah. Oh, it's plus 105. Plus 105 for decision or submission. Excuse me. Yeah. Man, man, that may be what you want to look at. Throw a little bit of money on a submission win here because, yeah, this looks to be a one sided fight and you don't want to lay that kind of money. (laughs) But submission plus 105, it's not bad. All right. Mm. Something to take a look at. Another one that's even worse than that is. uh, Surely not. (laughs) (laughs) You know which one we're talking about. No, no. Mahmoud versus Gerald. Uh, it's going to be a long day for Gerald. Well, maybe not a long day. It's going to be a brutal day for Gerald. <laughs> it's going to be a short day at the office. <laughs> and not in his favor. No, Mahmoud is minus 630. That's like one of the best lines I could find. Is yeah. there any value here on Mahmoud at all? At the, you know, are, you gonna, are you willing to lay 630 to win 100 here? There's, there's certainly value on Mahmoud on this one. And there's, there's a reason why he's a heavy favorite going into this weekend. He's just a real knockout power, uh, knockout artist, and it just—I feel for Mirshar a bit because it just seems like he's being fed yet another prospect. Because we've seen him before his last win against Fabinski, the loss before that was to Hamzat Chemaev, and we've seen Hamzat Chemaev, and unfortunately, you know, well, unfortunately, it won't be too long before we see him again because I'm a big fan of Hamzat. Whereas this weekend, Mahmoud, he's just on an absolute roll right now. He's won his last five fights, and the majority of them have come by a former knockout. I believe four out of those five wins have come by a former knockout, and I expect him to to go out there and get the job done. The, the, the game plan for Mearshot would be to try and get the fight to floor as soon as possible. Unfortunately for Mearshot, Murada does have a great takedown defense and will be able to struggle off the majority of the takedown attempts. So... I think Murado will just be attempting to add to his highlight reel knockouts. And I think Mearshot, unfortunately, will make way for that and get knocked out early on. So I'm going to go for uh, Murado in the first. Why not? First round. T- TKO in the first? Uh, I feel for Jared Mearshot. Yeah, I yeah. Get it. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, TKO looks like it's the play. There is a little bit of, you don't have to pay so much. Minus 150 for a, mm. for a TKO at any round. So maybe that's what you want to look at. It's I'm kind of thinking that too. I don't, I'm not going to lay that much money, even though it, no. it's, it's, it's pretty safe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we'll look at that. Maybe we'll parlay some, some, some of these fights together, maybe try and find some value. I don't know, man. Yeah. We agreed a lot today. I'm very much surprised. You know, mm-hmm. you, you know, you've clearly 
Got your wits about you this weekend. <laughs> 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 Ooh, I don't think Mason has the uh, his wits about him. Look, they're, they're bringing the stretcher out now. Yeah, well, they're taking their time because, you know, 28 minutes ago, we were just talking about him getting knocked out in 10 seconds, but half an hour later, they still haven't brought out the stretcher. So it's slightly concerning, but now we can see it being brought on now, and yeah. we wish him a speedy recovery. Uh, yeah, man. Good luck, Mason. I know that spinal stuff. It, it takes a while to heal, you know, so. <laughs> oh, poor bloke. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what would his mother be thinking right now? Oh boy, howdy! Yeah, feel <laughs> for the family. All right, where can we where can we find you on Twitter, James? Uh, it's just still Evans James ninety nine. I'm still reporting on a lot of stuff, but and UFC Deluxe. But if you want to sort of stick to the UFC stuff, I suggest you follow the UFC Deluxe because on my personal, I'm just all about football right now because we've got the new season and the transfer window is just popping off. I mean, Cristiano Ronaldo is moving Lionel Messi has moved and it's just absolutely crazy right now it has to be the craziest you know transfer market in the history of football so mm. yeah my personal is popping off with regards to the football but gotcha. if you want to stick to MMA follow UFC Deluxe UFC Deluxe and Chelsea's going to repeat right? Well, we're going to win the Champions League and we're also going to win the Premier League oh. you know we've got big, we've got big one up top Romelu Lukaku world class and scored in his debut so I can't be any more happier and we're going to win it all alright regardless of uh, Man United's potential signing of Cristiano Ronaldo there you go all, if those names mean anything <laughs> to you very good it didn't mean anything to me James go away take care mate information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations under no circumstances will the owners operators or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.